Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show where we talk about short video games, the kind of thing you can pick up and complete in an evening or a weekend, games that respect your time. I'm your host, Reagan Kelly, and I am joined by two awesome co-hosts. Shane Kelly, how are you doing, Shane? I am chilling like a manatee. Interesting. And Nate, Nate Heininger, how are you doing, Nate? Uh, fresh from bullet hell. Wow. Yeah, this was an intense week. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but uh, not least of which because we played Assault Android Cactus by Witchbeam, which is a brand new indie studio. Witchbeam? That beam. Eh, that's not a great joke. But <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> mediocre at best. But the game that we're talking about this week, uh, Assault Android Cactus, is anything but mediocre. It's pretty rad, and I really, really enjoyed playing it. I, I think we all can agree this was a killer game it was super yeah. fun yeah this was awesome yeah th- i think yep. this is uh right in the uh kind of wheelhouse of games that we look for on this show less on the uh you know a lot of the games we do are going to be like maybe a, a really great story or really thought-provoking video game this is the perfect game on the other side of the spectrum this game was mm-hmm. so fun and like so stupid i, I, <laughs> I i've never like stupid in like the not like I don't know. Does uh, you play? It, it, you'll see what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna this whole episode. We're just gonna, yeah, it's the good. Game. But play it, you'll see what we mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have nothing Sorry, intelligent yeah, to say about it. Game journalism. Yeah, just play it. Why yeah. do I have to tell you about it? Yeah, um, I mean, start off just buy it. It's like fifteen yeah. bucks, about right, somewhere thereabouts. So play it. Episode over. The end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, a dual stick shooter. Uh, if you've played one of those, you have a basic idea of what this is. But it is really just distilled down to really just for me, just the fun parts uh, of a dual stick shooter. Um, so Assault Android Cactus is a game about a kind of plucky team of vaguely anime inspired giant headed assault androids with adorable names like Cactus and Holly and Lemon and Coral. Shitake. Yeah, and they're all on a giant spaceship, but really the story doesn't make a lot of difference. Um, you know, it's a it's a cute setup, and your characters are all trying to defeat the Section Lords, which is a fancy name for boss giant robots. And um, that's pretty much the story. You're going to be fighting wave after wave after wave of uh, lesser, less cute robots uh, until you reach a Section Lord, and then you're going to fight that for a while. That's the story of Assault Android Cactus. So I've played some uh, dual stick shooters, um, played some Helldivers with you guys, which was a ton of fun. Um, Recently played Gauntlet, which was a free game on uh, PS4. Uh, And it was fun. It wasn't. uh, Yeah, it was it was fine. Um, But like what what, uh, you know, Reagan was hinting at is like this removes everything that like a lot of those games will have like crazy you know leveling up or item pickups and stuff like that yeah like different systems and this is just like you have a a character with a gun there's like eight different characters so different guns a secondary gun uh there's a few item pickups but they're just like power-ups and wave after wave. like this game has the is the most stuff i've ever seen on the screen at the same time and you just have to fight and kill and survive and it is insanity yeah, the, the pace is incredibly fast. You're often uh, kind of shooting. All of the levels are very contained. They're all sort of arenas. And there's a few levels that kind of um, 
mess with that a little bit and have the level change as you go. But for the most part, you're in a room and that room is your stage and it's just going to be wave after wave of robots coming at you. That's actually one of my one of the things I really enjoyed about the game, mm-hmm. the almost arena aspect of it. Because it does give you the chance to um, kind of get in a groove and kind of learn like the choke points and the great spots to fight from in the arena instead of like constantly moving through a dungeon or something like that. Um, and, and this game does require some some replay. Like I, I don't know about you guys, but this game is definitely not easy. No. Um, so I had to re. We had to re. Uh, I played the whole game through with Molly. Um, awesome c- couch co-op. Uh, we had to restart levels many many times, and it being this like cool arena, it, it really helped you kind of get better. You know, yeah, you're never. There's no exploration involved, which is like Helldivers involved a certain amount of like using a map and things like that, and that would just be too slow for a game with the just insane pace of Assault Android Cactus. To me, the the, the thing that this game most resembles, and the thing that uh, the best comparison I can give for it is, it's an arcade game. Yeah, so it feels extremely like a like '90s arcade cabinet type game where you know you might have a friend walk up and play some levels with you um and that comparison goes through like a lot of the different parts that make it replayable like an arcade game so that's when you get to the end of a level you get a letter grade score you know based on your performance in the level and even the characters have that kind of 90s arcade feel with the sort of chibi big head you know uh vaguely Japanese inspired everything. Uh, it, it has this sort of feel of a, like a Neo Geo cabinet type experience. Uh, Tim Dawson, the main, main developer, or uh, there's a few developers. It's a small team. It looks like it's uh, according to their website, Tim Dawson, uh, Santana Mishra and Jeff Van Dyke. But I think uh, Tim Dawson is the, uh, the lead. Uh, they worked together at Sega studios, Australia. This is an Australian oh. company. Um, and they've they sort of broke off to to make this game. This is the first game from Witchbeam, their new studio. Um, and I was reading his Twitter and some interviews with him. And uh, one of the things he said was the the biggest influence on this game is Smash TV, which was a sort of a pseudo sequel to Robotron. Smash TV is a game that I've only ever played a couple of times in arcades. There were home ports of it, um, but I never had them because it was a dual stick shooter in the arcades. And yeah, that's uh, pretty rare. Yeah, it was pretty rare at the time in particular. And then it was even rarer on home consoles because there were no consoles at the time that had two sticks. Uh, apparently, the uh, the SNES version was tolerable because you'd so you uh, mean dual stick shooters were rare when there was no such thing as dual sticks. Right, right. Well, the, it, in, in the arcade, it actually did have two sticks like it had a left and right stick and you used both to, uh, you know, to one to aim and one to move. And at the time, like Robotron and Smash TV, that was pretty much it in that genre. But uh, the home ports of that, I don't know. Like, I never really got to play those kinds of games as a kid because I had a Genesis. There was, like, no way to accomplish that on a Genesis. The NES version of Smash TV, you actually had to plug in two controllers, and you would use the D-pad on both controllers to move uh. and shoot. Uh, and that was, like, for, wow. for single player. So, yeah, crazy. But, yeah, this game, uh, it really feels connected to that sort of arcade experience. I could almost see this as like a coin-op machine. Yeah, well, and it's punishing like a uh, 
arcade game. Like if I, I was thinking, like if I had to put a quarter in every time, I had to restart. <laughs> yeah, would have cost way more than more than the game cost on PSN. <laughs> you know what's funny is that like I, I definitely saw the game as a difficult game, and I and I know you did too, uh, both of you guys really. Uh, but when Julia and I got to sit down to play it together, uh, she and I have played a lot of dual six shooters. She was like, "This isn't very skill based, is it?" <laughs> really? And I, I kind of interrogated her on that. And so her thinking on that was based around the kind of core piece of the game that we haven't really talked about, which was the battery meter. Oh, man, yes. And how it doesn't really matter uh, whether or not you are getting killed. Like, you can just pop right back up. You, you know, you might lose a power-up, but you're going to lose that over time anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to just sort of die and then pop right back up she's like oh well this is easy she said as we got started <laughs> but then as we got a little farther in you know you really are hunting for those batteries yeah let's set up the battery when you start a new game in this you have a full battery meter at the top of the screen and if you have multiple players that battery meter is shared for all the players and the only thing that's draining that battery is time getting killed doesn't drain the battery faster, doing really well, doesn't charge the battery. But every so often, when you kill an enemy, uh, the enemy will drop a battery power-up, and it gives you more time. So in a lot of these games, you know, if you're just doing nothing but running away uh, and sh- taking pot shots at the enemy, then the battery might pop up really far away from you and you might not get to it and the battery meter will drain all the way and then you have to restart the level. Yeah, the key thing for but, me here is like you the, you have to be doing an enormous amount of damage per second all the time. Like you have to be mm-hmm. killing things constantly because if you stop, if you decide to take your time, if you decide to play evasively, if you decide to constantly back off and take pot shots from a distance, you're not going to be doing enough damage fast enough for to get that next battery drop in time. Um, and it's particularly difficult with bosses because the bosses always have sort of phases and you have to defeat a phase before your battery runs out so that it'll drop another battery. It really contributes to the the speed and the pace of the game. You have to be constantly doing damage. And the batteries are not are clearly not random drops. It is almost like unknown checkpoints mm-hmm. is when a battery drops. So you you're being timed how fast you can get through each wave. And sometimes the waves are are seemingly endless without a break in between, but it will be every once in a while you'll catch it where there was like you missed one thing on the screen and you go kill it and it drops the battery and the next wave of monsters co- or robots comes out. So uh, this game is a constant race against time. And so, yeah, dying doesn't matter in that you you aren't inherently hurt by dying except for that while you're dead you're not doing any damage and thus not moving yourself closer to spawning another battery um also every time you kill something it drops little like gems i guess that slowly i forget what they are exactly but they basically power up your basic attack and every time you die you drop a bunch of them so dying does also set back your primary weapon so like in a perfect world your Staying alive and constantly dealing damage and powering up your basic weapon, making you even stronger, making you deal even more damage, and you get into these incredibly satisfying runs where you're just 
like sweeping a stage. 65 chain. Yeah, yeah. it oh, does man. keep it does keep streaks. Uh, and and I mean this screen is full, like full of individual creatures or robots that are trying to kill you. Each doing their own little attack motion or shooting their own little plasma ray or plasma ball, or maybe the ground is exploding, or maybe there's like mortar shots coming in from the top. And like with the character that I played uh, almost entirely was Starch has like a straight laser beam. And so I could just, once I got powered up entirely, the, the laser beam was huge. And I could just like cut swaths of creatures in half, like clearing out the, it, it was so satisfying. But it was also incredibly frustrating when it didn't go well. And yeah. frustrating in like a good gamey way. Like I, I never got mad at this game. Like I didn't think I never felt like it was unfair, but I would certainly run out of time and have to start levels over. Um, mostly the bosses, but um, the the final fate, the final zones were pretty tricky too. Yeah, they they really did an insanely good job of calibrating just you know the difficulty like i I, um it has some difficulty settings but i was playing on normal it it never felt unfair it always felt like i was so close to getting to the next wave and then i didn't and i always felt like oh i was just a little too slow like you you really Mm -hmm. they did a wonderful job of calibrating how hard it is and another thing um while we're on the topic you mentioned how many people or you know not people how many like bad robots monsters are on screen at a time and the, yet the performance is rock solid and just oh, yeah. totally great. I mean, this is an incredible, like, just from a technical standpoint, I'm really impressed with this game. Because, first off, it's made with Unity, which doesn't have a reputation for being an incredibly high-performant uh, engine. And I've played other games that, it, uh, this is all 3D, by the way. Like, if we didn't say that, this is all all three-dimensional uh characters and i've played 2d games based on unity that get bogged down if you get too many objects on screen um you know another one that that um i've seen some grousing about on the internet recently is that uh, broforce which is a 2d platformer uh, another uh, unity game another shooter came out on the playstation 4 right around the same time i think they were both a part of that same promotion um, and Broforce dips down into the teens in terms of frame rates uh, when you get particles on screen uh, with lots and lots of stuff happening. And this game is locked at 60 FPS, more or less. Like, this game is super smooth. It is insane. The amount, like, I can't stress that enough. Like, when you're, when, when you're, like, really in the heat of maybe the, the final round of, of a boss or, like, the final waves of, of things on the stage, the amount of stuff that's going on, and your characters are kind of fast, so you're, like, whipping in and out of these mods. It, it is, it's Absolutely. ridiculous. It, it gets insane, not just in the kind of wave-on-wave combat where you're paying attention to all these different, pretty various types of enemies at once that... You know, they're challenging you by attacking you at, 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 you know, charging at you constantly and shooting at you. But then when you get into the boss battles, a lot of the boss battles have more in common with a kind of a bullet hell shooter than with other uh, dual stick shooters that I've played. Just pouring bullets onto the play field and you have to dodge them. Yeah, waves and waves of literal, literal waves of bullets flying at you. And the dodge, I thought, was actually a pretty cool thing. This is a game that gets away with having only two buttons in a really clever way. So first off, only having two buttons keeps the game really simple. 
and it means that you're not like fumbling with controls. But the switching from the primary weapon to the secondary weapon is also your little dodge flip move, which in these kind of super tight uh, moments with the big bosses where there's like the, the, the whole screen is full of a swirling mass of like deadly dots that are trying to kill you. Um, being able to just sort of do this sort of quick dodge through a, a wave of bullets and, mm-hmm. and jump over it while simultaneously switching to your secondary weapon, which usually deals more damage to bosses, depending on the on the, the little android. Uh, I think it just works so well. Uh, when I got into some of these later stage bosses where they have a swirling cloud of of bullets that is literally always around them. Uh, the ability to jump straight through that cloud of bullets while switching to like a flamethrower and then jump straight back out through that same cloud of bullets while switching back to my machine gun mm-hmm. uh, by using only one button. So fun. So amazing. The timing that's involved is so great and it never feels like you're in an impossible situation because you can always do these quick dodges and, and move fast. Yeah, I played with, um, so again with Starch, the thing that was tricky about her is that the laser is more deals more damage the closer you are. It has kind of like diminishing returns. So it was really important to be really close to the creature, you know, to the bad guys. I've said creatures and bad guys like a hundred times. The the enemy robots. So I'd ha- I would use that dodge move like pretty liberally to get up right on them and just sit and like cook them with my laser and then dodge out to do missiles, uh, which was the secondary one. Um, and they there's like sometimes where a a laser especially on like the final boss, a laser will just wrap across the entire screen and kill anything that touches it. But if you time it just right, you can dodge right through this giant deadly beam. And Mm -hmm. that was always super satisfying, except for I'd get it wrong about 30% of the time and just poof. Yeah, but it's it's great because they they can kill you and all it means is you lose some time. It doesn't wreck Mm -hmm. your run completely. And so they can be really uh, brutal with like, you know, this guy will fire out uh, you know, a cloud of insta-kill bullets, and if you touch any of them, you're down. But really, you can still get up from that. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. There were so many times I died having no idea what killed me. <laughs> I, there's so much you have to pay attention to. Like, it's hard to look at your character. It's one of those games where you kind of always have to be, like, looking. Aiming. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking yeah, beyond your individual character. You're looking where's the battery? Oh, there's a little power up. Like what? Like there's different types of bad guys that I think you should prioritize to kill first. So looking for those, and then uh, you just like feel the controller rumble and look, and I'm like, oh, all right, something exploded my character in one hit. Because you have like you have a little bit of health. I think it's six normal hits is what I mm-hmm. saw kills you, but um. There are so many things that are one-shot kills that it really – you die early and often, and often I found that I had no idea what would what killed me. This is Junior Constable Cactus. I'm caught up with a civilian freighter, and I'm on approach. We've spent a while talking about the challenge of this game, but something I'd, I'd really like to discuss would be 
the characters because you're constantly unlocking new androids. And I really, really like all the androids in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you start off with Assault Android Cactus, who's a space police. Uh, and she's got a pretty versatile loadout with a long-range machine gun for her main weapon and a short-range flamethrower for her secondary weapon. And then right away, it unlocks, I think, four androids. Yeah, you immediately get Holly, Lemon, and Coral. Um, and they're all also really unique. Like, the, the weapons for each of these, each of them has two unique weapons. And so there's, uh, let's see, eight Nine, there's nine androids in the game, um, and each of them has two weapons, and they're all unique. So um, Holly has a cool uh, cannonball that she shoots as her secondary uh, Holly, weapon. Holly's kind of a nerdy redhead android who, uh, they, although they do a really great job with the personalities of the characters, frankly. Like, the, the characters talk out of the the little speaker on your controller. Oh, yeah. And they say all kinds of dumb shit. And I don't know if you guys realize this. If you press the triangle button, they'll shout their own name for apparently no reason. <laughs> I did not realize that. I don't know why that is, but I would do it all the time. <laughs> um, the uh, the and they have like a little. They have they talk back and forth, especially when you're playing two player. Um, like there's a little crown that goes back and forth mm, between the that characters. Damn crown. And they like to like taunt each other, saying like, "I know I'm in, I'm I'm on top. No, now I'm on top, basically." Yeah, whoever has the highest score gets a crown at the end. Yeah, every android has different has different things it'll say when you get different pickups, Aww. when you get other stuff. It's really fun. I missed a lot of this in that I was mostly playing single player. Uh, unfortunately, the game does not have online multiplayer. It's all couch co op only. Um, but I did unlock, and we'll talk about some of the EX options a little later. Um, you can unlock an option to play alongside uh, AI opponents, but in that case, it doesn't count your scores towards like a leaderboard. So I mostly didn't play that way. But before we get off of androids, let's talk about some of our favorite androids. I want to hear who's your favorite android. I liked all of them. I played most as uh, most as Cactus and Holly, just because they both were really good against bosses. Um, but Starch also was a boss killer. Um, I really liked the, uh, character design on some of the early ones like Lemon. Lemon is actually great against bosses. I didn't use her very much. What were, what were Lemon's, uh, weapons again? I don't remember. Uh, Lemon's got a long range missile for her secondary. Right, so yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And she's got a spread shot, but the best of the first four, in my opinion, is Coral, who's got a shotgun and this plasma field that you can drop mm. and the plasma field, uh, repels bullets. Uh, so it's a, she's amazing against some of the bosses that have those big oh, interesting. clouds because they just all bounce right off that thing. It's like dropping a shield. Yeah, I don't think I ever played with uh, Coral. We did um, – so I played almost exclusively as Starch, though I tried out pretty much when we would unlock one. One of us would try it out. So I did play Aubergine, um, and I also tried Peanut. Um, Molly played mostly as Shiitake, who had a – it was it was an interesting one because the primary weapon was like a rail gun, so it was actually whereas Does most of characters, damage. yeah, but it's whereas most characters you can hold r- the trigger button and they're just like constantly firing and you're just running around shooting things. This it required individual trigger pulls to mm. shoot, and so it, it did. It, it was not. It, it was a lot of damage, but it was kind of slow. But her secondary was were these mines that were 
awesome for the, especially for the real close knit arenas. Mm. She would just run around dropping these mines, and they do a ton of damage and just rack up kills because they would just blow up this entire section full of robots. And mm. so between she's great, the, yeah. The way she like appears on the stage at the start of every level is she's got this like cloaking hood on and she like takes it off and like appears all predator style like appearing out of nowhere so cool the animations are great and there i don't want to spoil it because you do unlock a lot of androids and in fact the final unlock is one of those things where oh you know you fight a boss and then you unlock the ability to play as that boss and i don't want to say too much about her but the final android you unlock which you don't unlock until you've beaten the game um that final android is by far my favorite one to play as. Super fun. Very, very different from all of the others. And it really gives you an incentive to go back and play some of the other modes, like the boss rush mode that you also unlock at the end. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Because this game, like, I, I'm, I intend to play it a lot more because it is super satisfying. But they give you a couple different ways to play. Like, you are incentivized to play the main missions again because you are graded. And I don't know about you guys, but we were mostly skirting bys. Uh, skirting by with <laughs> yeah, we were, I was C's. getting a lot of C's and D's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we managed to be on maybe two levels, um, so pretty much just kind of you know floating through um, like high school. Um, <laughs> so they not only so you're incentivized to play through the 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 real world the the campaign again, but there's also um, something they call Infinity Drive, which is mm. basically see how long you can last. Endless mode, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, which I enjoy a good endless mode. Um, boss rush, which Reagan already said, you unlock at the end. It's just fight boss after boss after boss, which I think you can beat. I, I, yeah. It's not endless. It actually I haven't have been able to do it yet, but you're basically playing all of the bosses for the entire game in order. So, um, you know, they're yeah, all pretty exactly. hard individually. And one of the real challenges with that boss rush mode is that all the bosses, I found there were, I think I used a different Android on every single boss um, because they all have different attack patterns and there's certain things that are better against other ones like for example one of the late game bosses i had basically never used um uh, coral throughout the whole game uh because i didn't really understand how to use the uh the secondary weapon that that coral has the sort of um uh, warp thing shane mentioned earlier but um plasma field yeah but i was completely stuck on a boss i think it was the very last one and i ended up no it was the next to last one and i ended up realizing oh hey if i drop the plasma field the boss stands still several times and you can drop the plasma field and then run away and the plasma field just sits there on top of it doing damage for a while and uh, it felt a little cheap but it was the only way i was able to get past that boss and i hadn't used that that android at all from the beginning of the game so you you try different ones all the time in the boss rush mode you have to pick one android and commit to it and play through every boss with the same android and that's really really hard yeah i i'm looking forward to giving it a shot um i want to tell you guys a funny story too about uh this game so i guess we didn't read the when they're kind of explaining how the battery works very well. Um, uh-huh. And so we, we played through the first zone, no problem. Uh, we got to the first boss and just kept dying huh. over and over and over, running out of battery. And like, it seemed impossible to beat this, this boss. 
Um, Did you pay attention to how every time you dad die, she says, I need battery. <laughs> well, no, I we knew that we were running out of battery and that's what was killing us. But what we didn't realize is that it was built off of time and not. So basically, we thought every time we died, our battery would go down a little bit more. Even though, like, uh. you'd think that would be easily checkable. There's so much going on. It's hard. To, it was always yeah. hard to tell exactly. <laughs> what, what do you look at on screen? Yeah, like, would me die? Did it just go down because I died? Or is that still just like the, you know? And so finally, I kind of stopped and honestly looked up online and, like, had read a breakdown of it's simply time. You have to kill stuff fast. Once we had that in our minds, like, oh, dying is not, um, it, it doesn't hurt your battery. You just need to be doing a lot of damage. We smoked the boss on the mm. first try. I think we ended it with like almost full battery because we just Damn, we had yes. spent we probably died ten or fifteen times. So we had like the boss's patterns memorized. Just we were all we were playing so carefully, trying not to die. And as soon as you kind of get over that and be like, you should still try not to die, but really your focus should be do a hundred percent damage all the time. And it, it was just like. We were getting ready to quit Switch on this game, <laughs> which is no no fault of the game. We yeah, just, they do they do have a tutorial at the beginning, but it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a little it's very different from your standard uh, uh, dual stick shooter. Yeah, like usually you have to spend a lot of time and energy and effort dodging bullets, and getting hit is a big pain. But yeah, absolutely, here not so much. You you can get hit, yeah, and it's no. not that big a deal. Instead of like typically, you know, the the bosses are very traditional. For this kind of game, they are uh, gigantic bullet sponges that go through a series of different stages, you know, and you have to, you have to, as you damage them, they change their patterns and their behaviors. Uh, but the difference is that you have to, like, in normal games, you know, it's all about learning where's the safe spot in this boss's stage, you know, so... And, you know, until I get him to 20%, I have to just dodge, 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 and then take pot shots or whatever. But in this... You only the, the bosses drop batteries as they change from stage to stage in the in the boss, and uh, so you have to just sort of slam through like bam, 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 and and get the health down constantly. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's such a it it's a little tweak, but it does change how the game plays, and it I think makes it way more fun. Yeah, there were times where I was literally just like stand next to the boss and unload flamethrower until I die. Get up, stand next to the boss and unload flamethrower until I die mm-hmm. three or four times. Um, and you know, that, that's a bit of a cheese, but sometimes that's what this game requires of you. Yeah. And I don't think it was a cheese cause you're also like, you're right up on it. So yeah. you're, you know, you are putting yourself in the closest amount of like proximity yeah. to die, you know, like there's and probably if you're dying, you're doing zero damage. So that's the, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the incentive to not die is that you're not laying down any damage while you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I found at least for starch, which I had to be close. There was like a happy medium between just like sitting up on the bad guy, just holding down on my laser and weaving in and out and trying to stay alive. Like you couldn't just, cause the main way you lose this game is dying too much. Like we're sitting here saying that like, you, it's okay to die, and it is compared to other shooters, but you still don't want to yeah, die. Yeah, it's going to waste your like time, it, and time is the key exactly. resource here. Exactly. Um, there's a few cool modes and options that you unlock as you go that I wanted to call out because I thought they were pretty creative, even though they're really not part of the main game. Um, 
as you play, you're unlocking these like bonus points that you can spend in a little in-game kind of store called the EX Options uh, Collection. Actually, there's a few other things you can buy with your points too, like sound test modes and character artwork. You can unlock things like that. But the real key thing here is that there's these EX Options that let you uh, change the game in some interesting ways. And the weirdest one is that the game has a first-person shooter mode. Because it's all 3D, uh, I guess it was something that they were able to include without, you know, a whole rewrite. But you can play this game from the Android's eye level. Like, you can uh, you can get in first-person mode in this game that really is not designed to play that way. So that sounds I don't, insane. It's nuts. And there's a JJ visual filter that adds lens flare. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of other ones, too. There's, like, a scorchy-looking one and one that makes things look psychedelic. <laughs> the funniest was normal-sized head mode. Oh, my God. So... Uh, the, the description on normal size head mode is, uh, subject the androids to the indignity of, of human proportions. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cute. We've talked on this show before about how I kind of miss games that had big head mode as a kind of a whimsical option. This game is all big head mode, but of course they include a normal head mode as well. Um, <laughs> Very cute. And so, yeah, lots of neat little options that you can unlock, um, including uh, the option to unlock additional AI partners. Or if you want to increase the difficulty, the option of scaling up the num- the uh, the difficulty like it would for having additional partners, but still with just one partner. So, for example, play the with the number of enemies that you'd get in three player when you're only playing one player, that sort of thing. I can't imagine being able to succeed in that. Like... We were with two people it, constantly on the edge of running out of battery, it felt like. Yeah. And with... with It's a carefully balanced game. It's great. So I've been playing... I, I beat this game days ago, and I'm not one that tends to go back and play a game once I've completed it very much. I'm not really a completionist. I don't go through looking for collectibles. I don't tend to try to like maximize high scores on things once I've completed them. That's not really just how I operate. But this game was so much fun to play that I've been, you know, jumping into it and doing some of the daily dives and the infinity mode and the boss rush again and again and again because it's really fun. Um, so it altogether probably only took me about uh, four hours to get through the campaign. Um, but I've since then spent at least that much time just playing additional levels and unlocking things. and Definitely. Yeah, playing the uh, campaign levels again to try and get higher scores. So um, this is a short game, but you can definitely pour some time into it. I do have some criticism. Oh, yeah. So I think I think the game misses a few opportunities, and some of them are technical, and, and others, I think, are just places where it kind of dipped its toe in the water with an idea, but they didn't follow up. Um, so first, uh, I would love to be able to see, and I just don't think I can see this anywhere, what campaign levels I've beat with which Android, because I would love to be able mm. to go back and beat every level or every boss or whatever with every Android and have some kind of way to track that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know if that's a criticism more just a like a It's a missed like, opportunity. So yeah. that's this is what I'm going to this is what I'm going to have instead of criticism for this game is is what I, I consider missed opportunities. Uh, probably the closest thing to criticism that I have is that I had a pl- sort of a PlayStation Network bug with this game where Reagan and I were trying to use the share play 
co-op feature, hmm. which if you don't use a PlayStation, the PS4 has a share play feature that lets you see someone else's screen, which is great. And if you have a game that has local co-op, then you can give the controller over to that person. And share play just flat out does not work for this game um, because it says that it's not released in your region when you try it, which is some kind of PlayStation Network bug. I very much hope they get this worked out because I'd really like to be able to try it out with the share play co-op feature. Yeah, even if that wouldn't really be like ideal online co-op, it would be nice to give it a try. I've played other games that way. I think it work pretty well. Like even Towerfall, which is incredibly fast-paced, um, you know, it, it, you're not going to play like tournaments that way, but for for a sort of casual game between friends, that share play option is something that really, like, I really like it. So yeah, I was kind of bummed that yep. didn't yeah. work. An online co-op would be much appreciated in this game. Yeah, uh, really would. I really wish it had online co-op. And I don't know whether that would be possible technically. I know they're a small team, like three people and that's the kind of thing that is a pretty difficult thing to manage um so i don't like i don't blame them for not having that feature but it really would be cool to have maybe in assault android cactus 2 yeah sign me up i wonder latency issues with the amount of stuff happening on the screen at the same time yeah feel like that would be insane they did very much set up uh you know no spoilers but hey uh, there's something after the credits. <laughs> mm, yeah. Story-wise, uh, it does seem to set up a sequel or something. And Sequel implied. Uh, yeah, no shocker there. Yeah. Uh, I guess the final kind of thing I'd like I'd like to see when, when, when it does come back in Assault Android Cactus 2, which I will buy whenever it comes out, um, is uh, there was a lot of really intriguing stuff brought up in some of the level design that never really got fully followed up on. And and one of those one example of that was uh, when you introduce the shiitake, there's a long, long hallway level, right? Where you're kind of making your way down a long hallway instead of circling in a in a in an arena. And there's mm-hmm. another level where the floor like appears in front of you when you walk on it and disappears when you when you walk away mm-hmm. where the enemies can get really spread out and you have to hunt for them in order to collect the batteries. And so stuff like that, I thought was a really kind of interesting twist. And I just wish they had gone farther in that direction. More variety to the levels would be, uh, would be a really big bonus to have in another edition of this game. Yeah. A lot of the levels were like, you know, you are in a rectangular room, shoot things until they stop. And th- that was still a ton of fun, but you're right that that one level with the appearing and disappearing floor that essentially felt like an endless level with mm-hmm. that that was insanely like fun. Treadmill. And it was a totally different challenge than all the other levels. I would have played, you know, a half a dozen more levels just like it uh and maybe with variations like yeah, totally. More variety of the levels would be amazing, but uh, and, and it was, you know, it was a relatively short campaign. Um, I, I would have loved to have seen more variety. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I liked um, that I think, you know, to go off of that, like, even if it was just more environmental stuff, like one of the levels, um, a like a grid of lasers drops down and you have to blow up the like the posts mm-hmm. of the grid to kind of like drop those lasers. Yeah, they use that in some of the bosses and, and I think in one of the levels. And that's that's the kind of thing that I'd love to see thrown in a little bit more for sure
I really dug this game. I'm really glad that we uh, that I played it. I actually have to specifically uh, thank the PlayStation Network uh, for featuring this game, sort of. They put it as a part of the... Uh, I hadn't seen this game on Steam. It's been out on Steam for a little while for Mac and Windows. Um, but it, had, it, it just wasn't something that was on my radar. Um, but then it was one of the three games that was featured in that little playstation plus vote thing that they did where they have the playstation plus members vote on which game would be included in the free games for the month and this was one of the three the fools chose Broforce. oh my god you fools you all failed me like what were you thinking but it was still probably like, voting for trump too <laughs> they probably are uh but it's uh it got the game onto my radar and so when it dropped i bought it on day one and I'm really, really glad that I did it. It's an incredibly fun game. And we also had someone reach out to us about this game as well, right? Yep, we got an email from listener Jeremiah. Uh, so thanks for uh, thanks for writing in with your... Uh, he was pretty excited to hear that we were going to be doing the game and specifically wanted me to mention the EX options, which were indeed awesome. Thanks, Jeremiah. Do we know what we want to do next? No. Me neither. Let me take a quick look at the list, because if we can come up with a quick idea, then we can always mention it. It always helps to mention it. Um, uh, Destiny's coming back with a new update, right. so I figure we're going to do that, right? <laughs> yes, that's going to be our next episode. Here, well, actually, let me let me look at the list real quick, and we'll decide. Um, no, I don't have any ideas. So this is the end, guys. I hope you've enjoyed our podcast, The Short Game. We've covered every short game there is. Um, hope that some of the developers out there take note and, <laughs> and make some games that are short. Um, I have some ideas for our next podcast, which could be something like uh, the first four hours of every long game. <laughs> uh, and after that, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to move on to books. Yep, we're going to have to take a, a hard look at our list and figure out what we're doing next. Right now not sure but uh, next if you if you listener have a recommendation as to what we should be playing next for the show uh we'll probably have figured something out for next week by the time you hear this uh but we haven't figured it out yet so now's a great time to recommend a short game if you have one in mind um and uh thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the short game hopefully not our last one I've been your host, Reagan Kelly, and I have been joined this week. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. And you can find the show on Twitter at underscore short game or www.theshortgame.net, where we got a cool feedback form where you can let us know about that short game that we're not thinking of. Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at Nate STL. And Shane, where can people find you? I'm over at 8BitShane. And we'll catch you next week, hopefully, on The Short Game. Just a little android And my battery's running low I'm just a little android And I'm moving oh so slow Whoa. 